I'm Zim, and this is the Helpful Photographer Podcast. We all know that depth of field is controlled by aperture, but the question is, what is actually happening that causes depth of field, and why does changing your aperture change depth of field? For answers to these questions, I'm once again calling Professor Rebecca Tileman at the University of California, San Diego. Hey, Doc, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great. Yeah, I really appreciate you answering more questions. It's been really enlightening. So I heard that you'll hike the Grand Canyon since the last time we spoke. I did. It, it was, uh, I've lived in Arizona most of my life. It's the first time I've completed that hike and it was a fantastic vacation. Really? How long did that take? We started from the South Rim and it's a 10 mile stand and we did that in about a little over five hours. When we crawled back out, it took us six. Did you yeah. take any pictures? I did, but to your disappointment as a photographer, I took a cheap-ass point-and-shoot camera because <laughs> it didn't weigh a lot, and I was concerned about backpack weight. Uh, next time, I'll either take a better point-and-shoot or I'll try to take some of my better camera equipment. <laughs> you don't need that much water, man. Bring a camera. <laughs> It was no a little worries. hot trip, but next, maybe during the winter, I'll do that. <laughs> so, so, so how hot was it? Uh, at the bottom, it was 107 degrees, and at the top, it was 88. That's hot. Yeah. Dry yeah. heat, though. But water was more important than camera gear. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> All right. So today, I want to talk about depth of field. A lot of photographers believe that depth of field and focus are basically the same thing. So my question to you is, why is depth of field not focus and why is focus not depth of field? Okay, well, focus relies to the fact of that you're putting the image, which is your sensor or film, in focus, which is a two-dimensional plane. Depth of field implies a through-plane information. So Focus is basically your sensor or film is a 2D plane and whatever you're choosing to have in focus, that will be in focus on that 2D plane. So a good way of thinking about this is thinking of when you go to the movies, that's the reverse of a camera system that you have. Think of the old film movies. You have a thin film. It's rotating past the light and you're projecting that onto a two-dimensional plane that's in front of you. That's what you're watching. So it's basically focus is related to a 2D plane and depth of field is related to the perception of the image that you're looking at. Okay. So in other words, a camera is never capable of focusing on multiple planes at once. Is that correct? No, it's incapable of doing that. I guess my next question is, we all know as photographers that if you have a wide open aperture, your depth of field is really shallow. But when you have a small aperture, you have a longer depth of field. I guess the question is, what creates that? What's happening there? Um, if your aperture is all opened up, um, that means you're using as much of the lens as possible to collect light for your image, right? Mm -hmm. Well, lenses aren't perfect. The deal is, is the more of the lens you use, the more light scattered that you have, which are from just general imperfections in the lens, you're just gonna make your image fuzzier. The more lens you use, fuzzier your image is going to be. Now, if you make this aperture smaller, you're using less of the lens, there's less light scattered, and the image is gonna have the perception of being sharper, which gives you the idea that maybe you have a larger depth of field. 
But my understanding too, and actually my experience is there's a certain point at which you can't close down too much. Otherwise the image actually gets blurry. You get more depth of field, but the image quality actually goes down too. It's not as sharp. Well, that's probably what's happening is when the aperture gets really small, um, you get what's called diffraction limited or diffraction errors in, mm -hmm. in image. So um, this is where it gets to a little bit of physics associated with it. So as I mentioned, the last chat we had, um, light has two natures. It's a ray or a wave. It has both of those at the same time. And what happens with that is the light tends to bend around apertures. And if you have like a single light source and you put it through a pinhole, what ends up happening is you don't see a spot on the other side. You actually see rings around the center dot and that's what's called diffraction. So if you drop a stone in a, a still water and you see the rings that emanate from that, that's the diffraction pattern. So what happens is, is when you stop down, that effect gets more dominant in the image. Those rings, instead of being tighter and tighter, they get wider and wider. So if you're stopping down at the level you're saying is, then the diffraction is creating these errors in the image. So there is probably a balance between what aperture you need to get to the sweet spot of the lens to where diffraction doesn't enter in causing more problems. So it's a balancing act. Can they engineer glass or apertures to overcome that problem? Well, no, the diffraction limited is just the physics of the aperture. So the wider the aperture, the smaller the distance of the rings, how close they are, they're really tight. And as you go down to a smaller aperture, they get wider. It's just based off of the wave nature of light. It just is. It's just physics. We can't overcome physics. physics. You, can't, you can't overcome physics. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I've got just a couple more questions. Do you mind if I ask? No, please do. So one of the things that photographers have been talking about quite a bit is something called bokeh. And bokeh refers to um, the look of a shallow depth of field and different lenses produce different looking shallow depth of field. Is this caused by the aperture? I know that some apertures look more like a stop sign and other apertures look more like a circle. Okay, well, if the aperture's all opened up and if you've got the leaves of how the apertures are, it will likely look more circular when it's all opened up. So what that's telling me is the bokeh is likely due to imperfections of the lens design. And it's probably very particular for that particular lens. Lens designers really try to make it as perfect as possible, but there's always imperfections. So you're basically looking at the, the imperfections of the lens are creating these patterns that you're seeing. That actually brings up another question with regards to the design of the aperture. I know I'm, I'm out of the realm of depth of field a little bit here, but the design of the actual aperture, like I said, some are more like a stop sign. The others are more circular. Does that affect the image quality at all? If you get down to the diffraction level where you're stopping down to where it would look more like a stop sign versus a circle, then what that ends up doing is that pattern I said that would be concentric rings that would be making your image a little bit blurry as you're going down and doing that. Instead of looking like rings, they'll look like star patterns. So the less leaves you have, the less star patterns you have smearing. Whereas if you have more leaves, you would see that pop out a bit more. I don't know 
how strong of a behavior that would be with digital imaging nowadays. You would really have to focus in on a certain part of the image to pull that out. If you're looking for it, you'll find it. <laughs> but that would be the one point I would see it. But if there's like three leaves, yes, the effect would pour four leaves. It would be quite dramatic. But I have a hard time believing that lens designers and the mechanics of people would do it to where that would affect the image quality quite severely. I'm hoping um, that's the case. We're, we're kind of running short on time here, but and that led me to one more question. I'm so okay. sorry, just one more question. You may or may not be able to answer this. Last week we were talking about flare or glare. Now I'm gonna talk about flare. So when we point our camera towards the sun, sometimes we get like concentric circles coming into the camera. Now, this, this has been extremely desirable in certain, to obtain a certain look. Would I be able to force that more with a wide open aperture or a smaller aperture? I don't think it has anything to do with the aperture at that point, the glare that enters the system. It's basically stray light that's entering and reflecting off the surfaces in the lens. I believe if your aperture is smaller, the effect would be less because you're not allowing that reflected light that's not following your typical pattern entering the sensor, because that's the point of the aperture in general. I think it would, if you want to enhance it, you would want to open up the aperture as much as possible. Okay, I'm gonna to have to try that. That was helpful. That's, All right. Yes, I'd have to think through that. But yeah, that I think if you wanted to do that, yeah, open up your aperture. Thank you so much. Is there anything else we need to know about depth of field or aperture? Uh, focus in on your TD plane. If you want things crisper, stop down, but not to the level where diffraction might be blurring out some of the effects you want to see. Thank you so much for joining me again. Okay. I'm probably going to call you again in a couple of weeks. I hope you don't All mind. Right. No, no problem. I'd love to. All right. Take care. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.